All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Season two, episode two. two. Happy to be here. Happy I'm Cindy. Be. And I'm Paige. And this, this is Mom's the Word. Word, where mom knows best. Or at least she is trying her best. She is. Genuinely. How are you doing today? How are you doing? <sighs> doing all right. Doing all right? Yeah. Oh. Forever, hashtag forever tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I feel like we're in the stages of motherhood where it's like, if it's not one thing, it's another. Into like, the thick of it. Sleep regression. Into the thick of it. Teething. You know, all the good things. All, all the good things, things always happen. And I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to keep up as much Amen. as I can. I just feel like, I, like I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to like maintain my house all the time. Heck you know, yeah. like maintain all of these relationships. And I just feel tired. Tired. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to check out. Yeah, it's I hard. get it. But then I'm I like, totally no, don't it. check out because then your house is going to be dirty. <laughs> and if my house gets dirty, my mental health gets yes. foggy. If I don't have a clean space to exist mm-hmm. in, I become overstimulated, I get overwhelmed, and then I don't know where to start. And whenever you don't know where to start, it just feels like chaos all oh the time. Oh, my god! That's how Christmas felt for me. I uploaded that video oh my of my gosh. house after Christmas. People were so judgmental. You know what, so though? I felt like more people related to that. Absolutely. Because I looked at that, I was like, oh, my God, my house is like that, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I would keep saying, people, it's not dirty. No. It's just that, like, things just accumulate. Yes. It's just things that need to be put somewhere. Someone said... This is obvious piles of things that have been there for years. Let's be so freaking for real, first of all. <laughs> this is not trash. This is not a hoarder home. There were dishes in the sink. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we had five different Christmases to mm-hmm. get to, and each of them needed a side dish or a dessert. And I only had so many hours to right. do it, especially because we commute to all of our Christmases. Yeah. So, like, I would wake up, shower myself, get ready, make a side dish, shower every child, get yeah. them ready, iron clothes, and wrap the presents, get everybody in the car, get there on time. And then also be the magic maker in all of this. Hello. Like and then you know be the magic maker for for your kids yes. or your husband for your family and yes. so you stopping to do the dishes you're like no I want to enjoy this too Heck right? yeah I want to sit on the yes. couch and watch them open their mm-hmm. presents and see them play with them and I want to sit there and yep. open them with them and enjoy them yep. I can do the dishes tomorrow that's right and I did <laughs> I didn't even go anywhere and my house was still like that you know because like, it's busy well like Bear's like can you open this toy and play it with me can you do this mm-hmm. I'm like absolutely I'm not gonna just like you know what pause let me you know the house is dirty no. we did the same thing you did it just sat for a day and then mm-hmm. we're like okay let's all designate something and chris helped me and the kids helped me and then it literally got done within oh, an hour it felt so good and then i was like yes i was like don't touch anything done for 2020 when the mom lights a candle <laughs> you don't touch a single thing i was like if any of you touch the sink i swear because it's just it's so stressful and overwhelming when it's always like the one that's clean and then my husband's it. like Oh, here's this bowl. <laughs> Sorry, I just finished this. <laughs> it's actually usually Bear. Chris is really good about like cleaning up after himself. Bear's like, I got 14 water bottles from my bedroom. Vance, Vance with 30 <laughs> towels. I'd be like, where did all our towels go? And in his room, there's a bunch of crunchy, stale towels. Who knows how long they've been there? So, no. What in the world? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That mm-hmm. was. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. Not ready. It's a coming. <laughs> Good word choice. Literally the best play on words. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> cannot with Paige. <laughs> She's fully in teenage, teenage boy. She has two of them. <laughs> her disgust. She just regretted that whole no, sentence I, I just so now. <laughs> The other day, I'm like on the phone with Paige, and one of her sons comes in and gives her a hug, and she goes, ew, are you wearing your dad's cologne? Literally, And I was like, wait, you don't want him to smell good? And she goes, I don't want him to smell like my husband. husband? (laughs) Like, please get your 
own cologne. Uh-huh. Like it officially, I was like, Mark, you can't wear that anymore because you <laughs> and Vance smell the same. That's weird. And like he wants all those like really good like men colognes now. She was Tell telling me. Why me. this child spent $200 on one bottle of cologne. Because he wants to smell good for the ladies. Because apparently that's the thing now with the teenagers is having a cologne stash. Oh. And it's his money. What am I? Who am I to say you cannot spend $200 on that? I bought stupid shit whenever I was his age. <laughs> it's his Christmas money. He's going to smell really good. He does. Thank God. You know, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be on the other end there. He could smell Back like Back in my day, butthole. we had a stash of Axe body. Oh, yeah. Fresh on the mark. Oh, yeah. Chocolate temptation. Or I remember whatever. my brother. Oh, Old Spice Swagger. (laughs) Hey, listen. Before I was like a a crunchy dad, I I use Old Spice. Uh No, I also had horrendous rashes in my pits because of it. But But uh, I smell good. Women who use it, that it like changes their armpit color to gray. No, chemically burning them. Google it. It's crazy. I, I went through the same thing. Not to. Not to defame anybody, it just allegedly. <laughs> my stories, Old Spice would like burn my skin. I, I would have chemical burns from it, yeah. Now I use a deodorant that I get out. I literally. Spray, yeah. A big spray, like to me, is like, mm-mm. Look, she's about to bring it. But isn't it just it the spray or is right it now? that too? It's deodorant. I switched. I switched to um, Native. And you know what? The first Not a brand deal, guys. I just switched spray. to Native because. I smell like onions when I wear that. You, you gotta detox your armpits. No yeah. bullshit. I did the detox. I did the. You need to clay. do it again. Yes. I did it for weeks. You no, know, you're gonna weeks. have to do one. I can't. It messes up your. You guys. Like I did research onion. on deodorant, and don't quote me, okay? Because I'm I'm not allegedly, professional. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, it throws your hormones off big time, right? And so, like, I would put on the deodorant. And I swear to you, I would fill my like ovaries like. Mm-hmm. I swear. And so I stopped using it because I have a lot of hormonal issues. And I have felt better about my armpits. And yeah. so, and the stench does go away. Okay. And it's hard because your husband's yeah. going to be like, what is that smell? Yeah. Yes. And it took me a while to detox, but now, am I fine? See, I don't <laughs> know. A lot of people will relate to that. I always say, yeah. Yeah. I smell like Sonic French fries right now. It's yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to get it out of your system. Not allegedly, tasty. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly it, for my body is what I'm saying, guys. It doesn't work okay for everybody, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we would never demean a wonderful corporation. <laughs> Do what works for you, okay? Exactly. Anyway. For me, it's Dove. <laughs> and the occasional travel size swagger. She stole that from her husband. I did. I did. You know what? Reduce, reuse, oh recycle. So lately, I have been feeling, so like, I'm on social media, right? I am a creator. You are a creator. Yeah. Well, lately, I feel like when I'm going on to like Instagram or TikTok in general, mm-hmm. I'll scroll and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm behind on everything. What do you mean? I'm like, so like, for instance, there's already moms who have bought like Valentine's Day outfits, Easter outfits, and I'm just like. Jay oh. over there with his Easter outfits I'm he like, showed us the I other day. I am behind. Or their houses are like on trend with like, you know, what's new this year. And I feel like, oh no, I'm feeling less than. You are not reason. behind. And, and I feel and that you way. you are not less than because right? you have a different path than those mothers. And, okay. And I can tell myself that, but it's really hard, right? And so, like, my reminder is that, like, people who aren't bringing you joy to let them go, right? Absolutely. And so, like, I feel like I'll get on, I'll see these, like, all these kids dressed beautifully. And here are mine, like, bears dressing himself. The baby has spit up on them. But I just feel like uh, I try to keep up with them. But I are have, your kids happy? Absolutely. Are they healthy? Yeah. Are they fed? Absolutely. Are you enjoying your time with them? Yes. Then you're doing a fucking And I feel that when I'm in my home, right? But it's Mm -hmm. just like, almost like like when you were little, you um, got influenced by people, right? Like you 
wanted to be like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like, it's, it's easy to fall into that. You're like, wow, this mom looks like she has it together. Her kids are dressed, you know, she's making homeschool look really easy. She's doing this. And you feel like you're not right. right? And like, it's something like, I, I like to tell myself that like, I try to make myself super mom mm-hmm. and they call it like super mom syndrome where yeah. you try to keep up. You try to like, even if you're tired, like, well, I'm st- I still have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you're almost like, gaslighting yourself to think you have to do things you don't have to do all of yeah. the time or you feel like well everybody else can do it why can't I right and then you do but, feel less than yeah and then it really is a struggle uh, with your own internal self mm-hmm. like am I being a good enough mom am I producing the magic Doing enough yes right. you know I get yes. that I get that and so like the comparison has been Hard. And so it's hard because like I am a full-time creator. Yeah. So I'm like, are people looking at me that way? And I hope not because you see me on social media. I'm in like a moo-moo. My hair's a mess. No yeah. makeup on. Chipped nails. And I'm just like, no, I'm being my authentic self. And, and I feel like perfect. moms like me, I need to see that more. And I think yep. it's really important. And that's why I just keep showing up, right? Mm-hmm. But I also have a hard time. Like as a creator, looking at other people. And it's not people that I'm mutuals with. It's usually like these huge creators not that I'm not <laughs> don't, don't let that, name drop but yeah and I, I can't even remember their names or nothing but it's just like it's hard sometimes to mm-hmm. feel like you have to keep up with that so like any creators who are around me will usually say like you're the most like relaxed or like I'll just mm-hmm. pick up the camera record real quick mm-hmm. even like breakfast I'm like you'll see like other things on my counters um I I very much not like that like even my appearance I'm not like that but I just feel very fortunate that I get to wake up and do it like I am so lucky that this is what I get to do and people want to watch me Mm -hmm. and so like it it does it doesn't like it does make me feel pressure because I'm like well there's days that I'm tired and I don't want to post and they're like oh yeah don't post but I'm just like yeah but I also enjoy like it's my outlet sharing my daily life what I made my kids for breakfast is my outlet like Mm -hmm. it's just something I really enjoy yeah but I don't know. I guess I just all wanted to put this in like full circle that like in 2024, you know, we're still letting go of things that don't make us, you know, feel good about our own selves. And I say unfollow anyone yeah. that does not make you feel good about yourself. Or makes you angry. If you're yes. following somebody, you're like, what they're doing makes me angry. Don't follow them. It's taking away your peace, whether yes. you know it or not. It is absolutely affecting you, not mm-hmm. them. You're just upsetting yourself by consuming content that you do not enjoy. Yeah. So to obsess over something like yeah. that and to check check in on them to just get angry, yeah. that is just affecting you. And there's someone for everybody. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're following someone and they're, let's say, grocery haul is making you upset that mm-hmm. they you know they get to go to Costco and it's making you upset that they get to spend that money then they're not for you there's right. another mom out there who does Aldi hauls yeah. and stuff like that but bigger families you know shop bigger things but like just don't follow it because like even Social for me media. like there's some people who post a Costco haul I'm like dang yeah like a thousand dollars where I'm like I'm just posting like mine but like again that's realistic for them yeah it that's is. What that's what through. their kids are going to eat. That's what they're going to do. People don't understand my It's Sam's food. Halls. Food for me is like, go ahead, get your food. Yeah. But like, I just feel like we need a reminder, like, don't follow people who make you angry. Agreed. If you're mad that they get to go to Costco and you don't, don't follow them. Yeah. Because I won't. There's too many people online for you to be focused on people who upset you. There mm-hmm. is somebody in a corner yes. that you will relate to that will yes. make you feel better and make you feel inspired. Yes. And that's really what social media is about, is finding people yes. who are like-minded. It's social so that you can find your social circle, not yeah. so that you can consume so many people that upset you. Yeah. That's disturbing your peace. You're using social media wrong, in my yeah. opinion, if yeah. that's what you're doing. I had the best advice from somebody last year. It said, if you're looking for like fashion advice, mm-hmm. go look for those creators who are your size. Yeah. Don't follow someone because they have good style, but they're not your size. So you're going to get angry when you can't find those things. Follow somebody because you're going to find somebody mm-hmm. who's your body type showing you your stuff. You know what I mean? And that was the best advice for me. Mm-hmm. Like, 
being able to relate to somebody who gets it, like your insecurities or mm-hmm. where you need to cover up. And that is such a good advice. Like, don't just follow someone because they're beautiful and they have all these beautiful things. Like, that's great. But like, follow someone who looks like you, yeah. who's going to like actually make you feel good about your body. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's definitely one of the harder things, especially as a mom is feeling comfortable in your body. I know that it is hit or miss for me whenever I go to the mall and try on clothes. It's either the best day ever because I found something that makes me feel great or the worst day ever because I tried on 50 things and I felt like shit in all of them and I'm beating yeah. myself up and then I'm crying in the dressing room and I'm yeah. feeling like an idiot and I didn't find anything. So then it's the added stress of, well, I needed something for this and I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything because my body and then it's my fault. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, self-criticizing oh and that can just, it can make or break my day. Yeah. yeah. And that's been like, so for my whole life, that's been my life. Um, when I was younger, plus size wasn't as normal as it is now. Like there's literally plus size stores now. Like I remember crying in dressing rooms with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I would want to be, like, back when we were young, who was it, like, Paris Hilton, yes. you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, and they were gorgeous. We grew up in a very tall, But, like, Hollister did not that. fit me, but I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so now I think it's great for your kids and you to look up to somebody who looks like you. Absolutely. And they're everywhere. So Absolutely. I'm like, oh, this lady, this woman is my body type wearing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. Instead of like, you know what, Paige had this viral outfit on. I'm gonna put, it doesn't look right on me, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. Anyways. It doesn't give you the same joy. No, And you doesn't. should be doing things that bring you joy. Absolutely. Yeah, especially in motherhood. Motherhood's hard. Even, mm-hmm. even though it is the most beautiful, rewarding thing I have ever done in my life, mm-hmm. I cry at mm-hmm. least once a week because it's hard. Because I'm trying to keep up. Because I'm trying to create right. magic. And there's just so many things. And sometimes... I don't do exactly what I want it to do. And that can be hard on me because I have an expectation for myself. And if I don't meet that expectation myself, then I'm, I'm I'm going to be upset with myself. I'm saying you're trying to be like more than you are, which then, you know, burns you out. Yeah. You get overstimulated Mm -hmm. and it's a delusion that Mm -hmm. we give ourselves that like, I can be all of these things, but we don't really have to. Right. And a lot of the people that you see online as well, especially bigger creators, you'll notice they have help. Yes, they do. They're not doing it alone. They have yes, help. They, they have do. videographers. They have nannies. Yes, they they have so many different people who are helping them with that perfect white house in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. So just trust that if you're looking at that and you're like, I can't do that, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Me either, baby. <laughs> I can't do that. And that's okay. I'm, my kids are still fed. They're happy. They're in a clean home. They're doing well. They're thriving. Yes. And that's what yes. ultimately matters. It doesn't matter if your house looks like your next door neighbor or your favorite creator yeah. online. Yeah. And I get that a lot because I feel like I do share my house mm-hmm. in a way that my house is pretty clean most of the time, but I'm definitely not doing it alone. My husband cleans a lot. Mm-hmm. And even my mom, she's like the most helpful. She'll just come over and start my laundry for me. I'm not doing it alone. But also, I won't do it alone. You guys, I've learned four kids back now. I've had a lot of kids that, uh-uh, I'm asking. I'm asking for help. And it's hard in the beginning as a new that. mom. Oh, but I'm asking. And actually, I'm not even asking. I'm telling, like, yeah. most of the time. Like, I'm tired. You need to do this. You need to help me. And now, like... As you have kids, it's important to like instill that in them too. So like now Bear can go clean his room. He's seven, doesn't fight me one bit. Please go tidy up your room. I've never had to fight with him because it's always been a requirement. Mm -hmm. Helping in our home is not a thing you're going to get money for. This is our home as a family. We all provide and make our home, you know, or make our house a home. And so like that's something that like if you have little ones, instill that now. Like let's go clean your room together. And if you're sitting there with them, at least like, hey, put this book there. And gradually they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. You got to get the help. You mm-hmm. got to, because then you're going to be burnt out. Yeah. And I agree with helping your kids when they're overwhelmed oh, yeah. by the mess. If, yeah. if a baby comes up to you and is like, hey, I need some help. This is too much for me. 
I was the kid that was told like, well, I didn't make that mess. Yeah. You go clean it. But then I would go sit in that room and be like, yeah. where do I be? Well, it's overwhelming. And then you have to teach your kids how to do it. Yeah. You get to be like, go clean up that mess. <laughs> and honestly, sometimes you sit there and then they just do it with you. Yeah. Like, let's focus on the books real quick and do this. And then it just gradually comes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then same thing with like my husband. Um, I've had to be like, hey, you clean that corner. I'll clean this corner real mm-hmm. quick and we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. And he's never like told me no. He's home a lot. Isn't he's he? He well, he, he now works for him. But this was even when he was working full time as a car salesman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I'm not letting him. No, my husband works a lot. So I will say that I, I take a lot of that load. And that's OK. Some families are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris works 12 hours days, though, until mm-hmm. like three months ago. And so like to me, it was never an excuse because mm-hmm. my husband always helped me. But my husband was raised that way. Mm-hmm. He always helped his mom. Mm-hmm. He always helped his sisters. Um, his dad was sick as a young age. And so Chris had to do those things as a young man. And so he's very aware, but I also tell him like, you know, like, Hey, let's clean this real quick. I'm very vocal. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I'm very blunt. You can even ask all my friends. Like I'm very blunt. And so I don't know, maybe it's just something I've always done with him. And don't be wrong. There's some days he wants to chill and do what he wants to do, but I'm like, it'll be quicker if we just do it together Mm -hmm. or tomorrow morning, I want to sleep in. Can you please get up at eight with the kids? And he'll Mm -hmm. be like, sure. Right. How do you help? feel about the whole uh, role of like a stay-at-home mom versus a working dad? Do you think that her job is to to clean the house alone? Um. So, <laughs> um, I don't. So, I like, don't. don't get me wrong. I do think as a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. there are as a, there is a lot that we should be able to do. Yeah. But absolutely not. I shouldn't think it should just designate to one person. I agree. I think that, like, if you're home, like, let's say, like, we clean our house in the morning from 10 to 11. Mm -hmm. By 4 p.m. when my husband gets home, it's going to be dirty again. Absolutely. And so I don't, I just don't think, I I do think that, like, it's hard for me because I'm like, there are definitely things that I can do when he was at work. Mm -hmm. But when he gets home, he's also doing things. And it's not like you're just sitting around waiting for him to get home before you even clean. I think that's the misconception. Like, I had somebody commenting, an older woman, too, which is crazy to me, and she was comparing me to her daughter and saying, like, how horrible I was as Mm -hmm. a person and mother. She was like, well, my daughter works. Okay, so do I. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, but you don't make money. That's not a real job. I That just absolutely irks the shit out of me mm. when people say that being a stay-at-home mom is not a real job. Because mm. unless you've done it, you just have absolutely no idea how hard it is. I just think every job we do is hard. Working moms yeah. have it hella hard. Yeah. Stay-at-home moms have it hard. Yeah. You know, part-time moms have it hard. There's like, no I just, need to compare. I just think yeah. that being a parent... <laughs> if you get into the comparison game, yes. you're already losing. Your you're losing. Like, yes. If your husband works, or if your wife <clears throat> works full-time and so you're the stay-at-home parent, I, I see this a lot. And... I'm not, I have, I'm very opinionated on this topic and I love that you're talking about this and I'm going to try not to steal the show. But we like, want you to, Ben. Take it, it over. So because of you guys and my wife, you know, I'm not on social media much anymore, but I get recommended a lot of sad beige mom content, <laughs> but it's always like, it's always like the struggles of stay at home mom and like blah, blah. And people are like, well, if you actually calculate out what a stay at home mom does, she works three jobs. She gets, she get paid 90,000. While I agree that's true. Once you start quantifying it, then it becomes this competition. Yeah. And you have like, you have become social media has now triangulated you against your spouse because yes. social media is like, well, you're underpaid, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you can't put parenting. You can't quantify it yes. because it's, you have, whether voluntarily or not, if you have a child and you have kept the child and you're going to raise the child, you don't get to say, well, my services are worth this. You are their parent. That's your responsibility. The same way it's your child's responsibility to, to contribute to your home. It's your yeah. responsibility. And what I see a lot of, because I, I was a stay-at-home dad and an entrepreneur, half and half. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a 40-hour job that I worked on the weekends to provide for my kids. I was, I was the provider. Mm-hmm. My income depended on how hard I worked. Mm-hmm. But I was also with them. I had them fit. You know, I still do. 50% of the time, 
you know, I was a stay at home dad and my house wasn't a wreck. Mm -hmm. I cooked all of our meals. So what I learned is that, and I, I really, this might ruffle some feathers. Ben said, most people, most stay at home moms specifically struggle because they're just unorganized and poor planners. Keeping up a home is like running a business. You have to have it laid out. Like I don't sit down to eat until I've cleaned every dish. Yeah, I disagree. And that's that's really inc- <laughs> it's okay. To, it's okay. To yeah, disagree. I'm gonna let me, disagree. Let me, with you com- there. let me complete the thought because I know it's controversial. Uh, like, you have to create systems if you're a stay-at-home parent. You have to create a system and a framework. Mm-hmm. And like, my wife and I have different systems, and it's great because we were both single parents. So in our house, we're like constantly competing to see who can do the most, but not really. Like, mm-hmm. we love each other. I'm like trying to clean, and like she's trying to clean, and we have to like sit down and remind each other, like, hey. I know you were in an environment where there was like a running chart of like whether you were doing enough. And I'm also from that. <clears throat> There's not that anymore. I love that you're helping me. Because like the 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 things that I've come from, like I was always aware that there was like a running list of <laughs> like a score being kept. Oh, I'm doing more than you here. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so uh, that is not present in our marriage at all. We don't do that. But like I still, if she's cleaning the garage until one in the morning, I'm up until one in the morning just in case she needs me. Because I, I can't. I can't fathom her coming to find me to help her in the garage and me being like passed out in, in bed asleep. I can't fathom I that. I feel like though you are, what's that saying? Like, like you're like a rare circumstance here, right? Cause you were a single dad. Yeah, she yeah. was a single mom. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so rare. now your dynamics yeah. are a little bit different. I don't right? want to pretend like there, there's being a single parent destroyed a lot of my mindsets. I do want to circle back to what I said. Cause Paige is, <laughs> Paige is stewing over there. I am. I am it's, on the unplanned and unorganized part because for me, it's not that I'm unplanned or unorganized. Sometimes it's that I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. And because I'm not the only one making the mess in the house, but for a lot of the times, because my husband works till 7.30 at night every night, I'm the one picking it up, and that can be so overwhelming sometimes. And it, uh, and I plan out my day, but then also sometimes Things my mental health is like, screw this, this is but too I think much. Ben's, your your, I, circumstance, I'll, I'll, your yeah. circumstance is unique because you have obviously these older kids, but you mm-hmm. also are now in the, in the newborn, like infant, toddler stage. So like that's a different beast entirely. And something Jay was talking about in our last episode uh, that I love is like, one of the places you can start to help your overwhelm is to declutter your house, mm-hmm. get rid of the 30 million mm-hmm. toys. Like mm-hmm. our playroom, we have five kids and we have, we have a play kitchen, we have magnet tiles, we have Legos, and then we have a sort of toys, but like they are going to gravitate and float between one of those stations. But at, at before lunch, um, after nap, and before we go to bed, we do three major cleanups and all the kids participate. And obviously mm-hmm. like your kids are young. Mm-hmm. They can't participate in cleanup. It's mm-hmm. all on you. So I'm coming from a position with older kids and I've trained them like we're going to stop, we're going to clean and then you can continue playing. Mm-hmm. But it's like clean as you go. But decluttering toys was a huge one. It's just staying on top of other chores. I'm like, I totally get the overwhelm. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed a lot, but mm-hmm. I think I know my brain as a man works differently. The same men and women are also very different. If I'm overwhelmed, tough shit. Like I still have to clean the kitchen. And that's not me saying that to you at all because we are wired (laughs) so differently. (laughs) We are wired so differently. But like if you can create systems and build the habit, it's hard and you're going to be overwhelmed. But I think it's you're still, as an adult, you're still that kid sitting in your room not knowing where to start. Your whole house is a mess. And you can you are capable of cleaning it all within an hour and a half, I guarantee you. But you can't even get started. I just you can't even get started. I think Ben, I think that Paige is taking what you're saying like left field. So to simplify what you're saying in my way, what I'm thinking is so I definitely am scheduled and organized. My kids are on a schedule from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. So explaining it this way, and you're you're definitely black and white, like you know, Mm -hmm. men talk. But I agree. You, a schedule is important, not the way Ben's explaining it, but 
I know she has a schedule from the time she wakes up till the time she goes to bed. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is we have these little babies that throw us off during the day. They don't give a um, shit about my we, schedule. Yeah. And so it, it's important and you still follow a schedule. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes not attainable. Yeah. You can't just can't be. do it. And she sometimes it's days. Down. Exactly. Yeah. And so he's in a different season of life than us. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's about to be back. Older kids. Everybody's situation. Uh, I think all of us. Before I get destroyed on Reddit for that topic, like, I'm not saying you're a poor parent. No. I'm saying that running a household is fucking difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to admit that. And, like, my, my, when my wife was a single parent, whenever I would come over and to hang out with her, her sink was always full of dishes. Mm -hmm. Always, no matter what. That was not a priority to her. It is always a priority to me because the kitchen is such a sacred place of preparing food. If it's a mess, I would get overwhelmed. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. my desk cluttered as fuck. Yeah. Even though I, I like that's where I work, I could handle the clutter on my desk because my kitchen was clean. So when we got married, the first couple of months I was really annoyed because like I know for a fact I'm going to come home today from recording these podcasts <laughs> and all the dishes from <laughs> breakfast are still going to be in the sink. But that's okay. But you're not going to get mad about no, it. And yeah, and mm-hmm. I I really had to, we had to have a conversation about it and and we fought about it in our first couple of months of marriage and she was like I will never prioritize cleaning the kitchen over spending time with my kids. And I Absolutely. you know we we fought over that and I was like Okay, but that's where we're in partnership. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, I'll take care of that yeah. because she is going to do the Valentine's baskets and be super extra yeah. by Easter outfits and stuff like that. Like, And I, I think there's probably a sect of single parents who are listening to this podcast. And like, mm-hmm. my message is specifically like, you're not a bad parent. Look at your situation. Like, I encourage people to look at it black and white because otherwise you're shitting on yourself. You're like, I'm a terrible parent. No, it's just there are systems that you can build to help you. It's going to take time. But at the end of the day, your kitchen might be clean, but your desk is going to be cluttered. Right. Your playroom might be clean, but the kids' bedrooms might be a mess, and that's okay. Prioritize what's important to you, list it out, and then just run it that way. No. Like if you have to clean up the kitchen every three days, just do that. That's yeah. fine. I, don't, I, don't build this. I understand what you're where yeah. you're coming from. Ben's just a little more blunt. But, I am, and I, that's, but we yeah. all try for a schedule. To me, a schedule is really important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, if the only schedule you can keep is a nap schedule, that's totally cool. Amen. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So. Wherever you fall on this spectrum of where we're at, just know whatever your schedule you're following that day is good enough. And you get it the next day. Yeah. And if you're watching people on social media who make you feel like a shitty person, unfollow it. Because the thing is, I I can go on social media and find somebody who makes me feel like I'm doing a shitty job. Paige can, Cindy can. And like, y'all are phenomenal parents. I I really admire y'all. And it's social media can be so terrible. And it like, it's all, if you're watching somebody who is filming their daily routine on a tripod, just, (laughs) <laughs> take a step back for a second. Me. There was, there, and not to judge it, but like take a step back for a second. There's intentionality about it. You guys do mm-hmm. create content full time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and it is sometimes difficult. we're moving sometimes stuff out of the way. I put a tripod there just so that I can clean up. Because oh, it yes. Does oh, yes. Yeah. I'll be like, just I to get clean. This clean. Yes, but sometimes those creators, I'm not saying you, will move things out of the camera view so it doesn't look cluttered. I know for a fact. I'm talking about the Uh hyper-produced, elevated, savage moms. That your house didn't look like that. I know for a fact they're not homeschooling their kids in like a dress (laughs) every single day, okay? The ones who get dressed every day, I love y'all. I love my pajamas. I'm going to stay in my She's talking about me. I'm not going anywhere. She's talking about me. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I personally have to get dressed. I can't be in PJs all day. Oh, a dress? You should get dressed. I thought you no, should get dressed like too. In a dress? I don't wear oh, no. dresses. I do I get dressed. I get dressed. I mean, like fancy wise. Yeah. Like no, I'm no, down no. to put on some loungewear. Yeah. You know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be chill. I'm not wearing a dress. I may. I'm oh, probably no. not gonna wear jeans. You know, I, I don't yeah. really want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, but you know what I can home. tell you though? <clears throat> now that I've had a lot of kids, when I had older kids, I'm talking three and up. Mm-hmm. As older, um, I did. Be, I was able to to get ready every day. Do my makeup every day. Right now, no way. No way. I am too tired. Nursing. 
I know I'm going to get spit up on. Yeah. And so I just feel like, like you say, your pink comes back. I say about three, they get more independent. Um, and then you're able to do more things. Cause like, there's a time that like when I had three and up, I had four kids, all three and up, and I was able to really knock things out. Like I was able to clean more, yeah. have them somewhere. But when they're this little, no way I'm picking kids up all day long. It was something Mark and I talked about whenever we were pregnant, we were just like, Oh, Boston's just becoming so independent and like doing his own thing. And I'm feeling like I'm getting my groove back and we're starting over. Oh yeah. So that, that was hard. Yes. Like we're about to start over because this phase of, of yeah. having a newborn that first year, it's rough you know, mm-hmm. it's so hard you are everything for them yeah. you're taking care of somebody before yourself yeah. 100% someone who needs you 100% time. but then also yeah. having all of these other children who also need you 100% yes. and your husband who needs oh my gosh the balancing act and your is family and your friends mm-hmm. and your and I, home I will say things. like again i want to i want to want to break <laughs> page if i offended you i'm very sorry for that you no if anybody, if anybody listening if ben. i if i offended you please comment what you think i said so i can provide clarity and apologize i did no, not mean to we need but this I, I dynamic say, we are friends we on need the same, to on the same token that there are improvements There's, on the stay at home mom side that you can do no i just like i this is still new for me talking yeah, me and like him, I will. yeah i don't want to if i i actually don't care if i offend anybody but i don't want you to be <laughs> I don't want you to be upset Actually, because you misinterpreted something that I said. And yeah. so I always love to provide clarity. If I did piss you off for what I said, I'm very sorry for that. It is Aww. what it is. But on the same token that there are systems to help the stay-at-home parent, the working parent has a responsibility to the house as well. Uh, there may be days that I come to record and she just stays at home. Mm-hmm. And if that sink is full of dishes, guess what? It's still my responsibility. I was literally going to say yeah, that. Yeah, you still have a responsibility to your home. Yes, you are the quote-unquote breadwinner. You are still married. You still chose to have children. You like you don't get to sit on the couch and play 2K until the kids go to bed. You need to take an active role in your children's life. Yeah. It's it's your life is no longer about you. And oh, no. I would love to just play video so games all the time, but guess what? I'm going to read with my kids. I'm going to jump on the trampoline with my kids. I'm going to take my kids outside and show mm-hmm. them how to fix stuff around the house. Like you don't you don't get credits for making the money. That is your if you if that is the dynamic that you guys have settled on. Stay-at-home mom, working parent or stay-at-home dad, working that is your role. That is your responsibility. You don't get a pat on the back for doing your job. Do your job, show yeah. up, and help at your house. Yeah. Help your spouse. Your spouse needs a break because being around children is draining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, even me, and I just look forward to her coming home. Because yeah. like our kids are great. They're really independent. Honestly, like sometimes I'm like, oh, please yeah. play with me. Yeah. Like they kind of are too cool to play with me now. But yeah. like I'm just happy to see her. Yeah. And like, even though she's exhausted, like she'll still jump in and help. She'll still make dinner. Like, yeah. That's you are a partnership a duo. And again, like it circles back to you cannot quantify what you're doing at home. Yeah. What you're doing at home is part of a large picture. So this one when she asked me, she's like, Do you believe in the roles? I had a hesitation because we don't have that. So like let's say Chris would work twelve hour days, he would come home and pick up where I was lacking always, no matter what. Yeah. So now that he works shorter days, he still does we're like a rotation of like I give a hundred when I have it. And he gives what he is. And you've talked about this with parenting, yes. but like we even do it with our housework. He picks That's up where really I am true. lacking. And also to us, our financials are not Chris and Cindy. They're yeah. our financials. Mm-hmm. So like, be like, oh, Chris got paid. He wouldn't say that. He says, we got paid. Yeah. We are a family. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of how our dynamic is. That's why like I hesitated because I'm like, well, no, I don't believe in that. But I'm like, because we don't have it. Yeah. There, there's never been a conversation. And I'm sure like early in you know marriage and stuff. But we've gotten to this point where, oh, no, he knows where I'm lacking. He picks it up. He knows that like, you know, I could use help. He picks it up. But I think it, it took us a lot of learning each other's. Yeah, and so, accept it. Like, yeah. you can't be like, again, I'm going to, I was guilty of this. I was like, I'm going to set the example for my wife and mm-hmm. she'll figure it out. No. No. She, the thing is, I was so up my own ass. I didn't see where she was covering my weaknesses. And I had to like, yes, to her exactly. Realizing that like, 
I was deficient in a lot of ways, and we're just a partnership. And like, yes. We also, like, we joined together our finances in October mm-hmm. of last year because we're both entrepreneurs. We're both, you know, there is not a traditional, I'm a stay at home. Mm-hmm. We, we flow a lot. And we're both yes. working. Mm-hmm. And we joined our finances together in October, and like, it has taken that we did get paid. She's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, if we're doing this job, like, uh, what are you going to, there's no, if we're doing no. a joint video photo job, we are getting mm-hmm. paid. And like, we so have, we don't have joint accounts. Our goal is we to do. pay down all our debt by the time baby boy is here. And like, we've already paid down like $15,000 yeah. in just debt and excess debt. Yeah. And it's like, it's that you have to join together with your partner. You cannot keep score. Uh, and there are obviously circumstances yeah, where like, sure. maybe you're married to a narcissist, maybe you're married to or, somebody who like is or, trying to create a power dynamic. Or you feel comfortable separate. Some people do. Yeah, yeah some people we do. feel yeah. comfortable being separate. It didn't work Especially because Mark's big thing is like, he likes to order me things or pick up random flowers. And I'm the person that checks the bank account a lot. And he's like, I don't want you to know yeah. that I've done those things. He's like, if you need money, I'll give you money or vice versa. And yeah. we have separate things also like that we take care of financially. Like financially for him, he takes care of the house bills. I take care of the groceries, the kids' things, the clothes, anything like that. So that works for your dynamic though. Works that would never work for us. Yeah. So like for us, all of our money's in one spot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we're spending. We both see the account. Mm-hmm. And so like we pay everything together. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one, I've never even thought of having a separate unit yeah. because I feel like to me in our relationship, no, and that's okay. It works for a lot of people. It works for a lot of people. I've never had that trauma. My parents shared an account. Yeah. And I hear it does. And so I'm very fortunate that no, Chris is not like that from day. Like literally we got married the next day we joined our accounts and he's never made me feel bad about anything about money financially. There's just one account. Mm-hmm. He does financial audits of mm-hmm. people, and like his big advice to couples typically is like, join your finance. I highly recommend him if you like. He he kind of made it click for me and my wife watching. And it, it's the same format. You can he just financially audits people all over the board. He's got like influencers. He's got you know Twitch streamers. He's got people with insane debt loads, and he just like lays out his That's goal in his po- in his in his podcast is like, let's look at your debt, let's look at your income. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's how. And like he doesn't end a podcast saying, "Yeah, you're screwed." What he's done is he's laid out. It's going to take you seven and a half years to pay off all your debt, but you can do it. You're going to have to sacrifice a little bit, but you can do it. And so when we saw that podcast and watched his videos, we sat down together and we laid out all of our debt. And like it was a gut punch at first, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, God, how did we let ourselves get in this situation? Yeah. Now it's like a game. We're just like working our butts off every month, and like mm-hmm. we're just meeting. So we have a beginning of the month finance meeting and an end of the month finance meeting, and like seeing the progress we've made on our debt is like it's nuts. We're going to be able to like. Start putting down for a down payment way sooner than we thought, and we're going to be able. Comes to with age a lot too, yeah. like, and not necessarily. Yeah. Not everybody's smart with their money, yeah, but right. it, it took me and my husband a long time too. Like when we were younger, we had credit cards. We now have no credit cards. Mm-hmm. Like we are a credit card free home. Mm-hmm. If we don't have the money, we're not buying it. Right. Like we just don't. We have an emergency credit card. Yeah. I will not because we have gotten to debt with that credit card. Mm-hmm. Absolutely never doing that again. And so, no, if I don't got the money, I don't need it. That's how I kind of go through it. And that's why the one account is it. Like, I can see what we got. Yeah. And it works for us. I mean, yes. People use, like, credit, credit is a game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And once you learn how to play the game, it can be really good. Oh, like, yeah. I'm in yeah. business. Like, I don't pay out of pocket for anything in my business. I'm financing equipment, yep. zero, zero percent down. For, I just bought a countertop for my coffee shop mm-hmm. in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. No, no interest for twenty four months. I just so, did the yeah. same thing with my bed frame. People and people like, are why good. would you finance it? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, zero interest for twenty four months is forty bucks a month. Yeah. And you have to pay that amount. Yes. Don't yeah. pay the minimum. Yes. The minimum is designed yes. to screw you. Wait, I, I take this like 
you know, $10,000 countertop divided by 24. Mm -hmm. Those are the payments that I'm going to make, not the minimum payment. Yes. They, they want me to screw up. And I, I did this with some camera equipment. I'll say in my youth, I, I did not stay on top of it. And all my interest rolled into my bill after 12 months. And I went mm -hmm. from ha owing $3,000 on this camera equipment to owing $4,400. Yeah. So it's like interest will kill you. And if you can, and, and, uh, again, I'm not trying to make this a Caleb Hammer plug, but like <laughs> his big thing is he will, he will analyze you and say, you can be a credit card person or you cannot be a credit card person. There's people who are yeah, good. They are can like, they will literally pay all their bills so they can get like air flights and things like that and just make sure they're on top of it. They're like really great with it. Yeah. I could never, like, I just, I don't know. My it, mind can't keep up. It would be girl math for me. I'd be like, well, I have a thousand dollars. Oh, it was. That's when, when I had my first yeah. old Navy credit card. Oh, I, that was my first one. Everybody I, I, gets it. Everybody gets it. And like literally paid that forever. So I'm like, you know. Anyways, <laughs> do what works for your guys' family. Cards, yeah. I, I was 18 years old. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting a credit card. No, see, I never, I, I couldn't, I didn't have any credit. So yeah. they wouldn't even get me one. I think I that was, was my never, first thing. Never the person to get one. I just got one for Nebraska Furniture Mart. Yeah. It's literally just for the bed frame. Oh, I did the I same thing with my BBL. So People think that was crazy that I financed mm. it. People are like, how? How did you find care credit? It was literally through care credit. You could do that at a medical office, at a dentist office. You could do it for cosmetic procedures. You could do yeah. it for medically necessary procedures. You can do it for anything. It was like 200 bucks a month, and it was interest-free. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, communication is key, though, guys. Whatever works with you and your partner, that's what's going to work. Because mm -hmm. separate accounts do work. I hear a lot of relationships work that way, and some just do not. So yeah. it's whatever. So I do have a story to share that kind of ties into what we've been talking oh, about. Yeah, I haven't even and so uh, I think we can bring in Jay for this one because I'd love to hear his opinion on this. So we're going to bring in. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited. All right, guys, we got Jay here. We have Dad's Perspective with yes. Daddy Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to read the story with him because I felt like he'll have a really great side of this as well. This is kind of what we've been discussing. So I had a mom reach out to me on Instagram. She didn't say if I could use her name, so I'm not going to because. I don't know if I can. Anonymous. Yes. She yes. says, hi, <laughs> hi, Paige and Cindy. First of all, I love y'all, and I look up to you so much. I love your podcast. It's been really great and informative. Yeah. All right. So I have been feeling alone. I have a three-year-old and a baby who is now six months old. I love being a mom, but I feel like I'm the only one who cares about our kids and our home. My husband doesn't do anything for either kids unless I specifically ask him to do so. I am part-time working as well, and my husband works full-time, and I still have to do everything. For the past three years of having children, he has never put them to sleep, never makes them meals, and never offers to even change diapers. I have to ask him to do those things, and then I have to tell him how to do them. And when it comes to playing with the kids, I have to help him figure out how to play with the kids. Um, and the only break that I get is to run to the store or at work, and I even make sure the kids are napping. This has been wearing on me. This week I have told him that I'm gonna, I asked him to start putting our three-year-old down since it's gotten simple now. He goes down pretty quickly. And when, he went in there, he couldn't get her down and thought, and told me, um, sorry, I lost track. He told me, you can get him down, you can get her down faster. You just go do it. So I handed him my half-asleep baby who I was nursing, and I said, just rock her until I'll be back. He went to the kitchen with the light on, made food, woke her up. So I had to nurse her to sleep again. This is where I have begun to find myself upset and defeated. I think I now have a resentment towards him, and I've become snappy. I know he works hard for us, but I feel I do too. I guess I just want to get this out and vent because it makes me feel alone to see other moms with such helpful spouses. I don't know what to do or if I'm even doing the, the right thing, but I'm finding myself getting more angry. Yeah. That is a lot. That's a uh, lot. That is a lot to unpack, and it's very important. So I wanted to read this because I feel like I've gotten that comment a lot from people mm -hmm. like, well, your husband helps you so much, yeah. you know? And so 
I feel bad for those moms who are like, I don't have that. I don't have a village. I don't have a husband helping me. So I'm just like, I think I think it's granted, and then I also think that's gonna that's what happens when we really don't communicate. Like when we don't communicate within with our partner or within ourselves or within our family member, if we're not truthful about how we're really feeling, it can boil in, and then you will start resenting those people, yeah. Yeah. and also resenting yourself because you're not being true to communicating and saying this is not okay or something's wrong, and I'm not sure how to change it mm-hmm. or how to even start. I think it can be very frustrating because you're not a single parent, but you feel like you are. Mm-hmm. And that can be very frustrating. Just because you see somebody with a partner doesn't mean that their partner helps. And that can be so exhausting to feel like a single parent, but to have somebody else there around you, especially when you ask them for help and you tell them, hey, this is the easiest way to do this, and they just do something different, and then it's like three steps back. So then you feel like, well, screw this. I'm just going to do it myself because if I ask them to do it, they're just going to make it harder for me. They're just going to wake up the baby and we're back to square one. And it can be very, very frustrating. Communicating that is going to be the main key to keeping yourself from being resentful because they're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. A lot of men, unfortunately, do believe because of the way that it was years and years and years ago that the stay-at-home mom should be able to do everything by herself. And I think that expressing just genuine frustration can get you so far. It's unfortunate if you express it and your husband fights back on it. Right. If he doesn't hear you, if he doesn't listen to you and he can't he can't see how overwhelmed and burnt out you are, that can be very frustrating. Yeah. I'm... I will like fully validate her feelings because yeah. at the end she said yeah, she's like she's yeah, she's yeah like at the end she had put um, I just don't know if I'm doing the right thing or if I'm overreacting. No, you're definitely not. You're not overreacting yeah, at all. Yes. Please and don't. If there's a confrontation, which I totally believe there should be a very healthy confrontation, if right. you're told that you are being disrespectful or being dishonoring, like be aware that those are real red flag behaviors. Because I I hear the story so much, and as a Jade, you know, as active dads, like. And that pisses me off. I hate that dads are labeled as incompetent, but we are rightfully labeled as incompetent because yes. idiots like this compose like 90% of the dads. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see, unfortunately, I see like churches really validating lazy dads. Like I think everybody preaches on like Ephesians 5.33 where it's like, um, I literally have it pulled up so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> uh, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect or submit to her husband. Absolutely. And I, I, we, we, I, I wish I, you'd make me try. <laughs> so the thing is, if, if that's the dynamic you want, you have to be worth respecting as a man. Yeah. You cannot be a lazy piece of shit and demand that your <laughs> wife respect you. Why would she respect you? You're not worth respecting. Like, and she didn't make those kids alone. No. She didn't. And it's 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 it is just willing incompetence because putting kids to sleep is not hard. Mm-hmm. What what are you gonna again? Are you gonna go play two K on the couch? Are you gonna right. go like you gonna go right. watch porn in your office? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I know what you're doing. Probably. I know what you're doing. Well, it's just like the fact that she's asking him, like, yeah. can yeah. you do this? Like, I'm like, it's his responsibility. Yeah. And, and it, the thing is, like, what is it? Like, I, almost, I almost got pissed off. Like, I know. <laughs> I felt boiling. Y'all yeah. were boiling over here. He that went just... to the kitchen yes. with the light on to make food. He did that shit on purpose. Yeah. That's oh, so... oh, and you know, like, I think that's she has where to I re-nurse to the baby sweaty. to get the baby to yeah. sleep. Like my wife will be triggered listening to this because it will yeah. her <laughs> I think so many yeah. mothers are are right now being like that motherfucker. I know. That's yeah. why I want to read how it. I, I feel. Like, yeah, that's so frustrating. And she, 
And you're right to have resentment towards oh, yeah. him. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. right to feel frustrated with him because not only is it frustrating because as a partner, he's not picking up his part. As a dad, he's not. Yeah. He's not just hurting you. He's also not bonding with your children. Yeah, that's and that can so be very hard. difficult. He's hurting himself in the yes, in the long run, your children are going to run to you and know that they can trust you and find comfort in you and not him. Yeah, and and listen, like now that you're this is fully you're fully aware of what's going on. It isn't going to change mm-hmm. unless you need, you got to have like I'm saying that that confrontational conversation because you're only going to be more resentful as time goes on. Because now yeah. you're seeing it. You're like, dang, he just went in the kitchen, woke my baby up. I had to put mm-hmm. the baby. Or you're going to get frustrated and you're going to go, well, he just can't do it, so I'm just going to do it myself. And I think that a lot of the times that people will say, oh, that's weaponized incompetence and that men do it on purpose. No, sometimes it's just incompetence. Sometimes they're not trying to be weaponized. Sometimes they genuinely just don't know. And that's okay because they don't have a maternal instinct like we do. So sometimes we do have to tell them. We do have to make up those extra steps to be like, hey. I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. But if you ask him to do that and then he's sabotaging it at the same time, girl, I would be cussing. What do you think, Jay? I think that the important part is communication. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So it's, I, I love this yeah. story. Communication is so important within a relationship and obviously within yourself. I think that the first thing that I think about when we think about communication is not everybody knows how to communicate. Right. One. And yeah. then two, not everybody I mean, not everybody was taught how to communicate. You some people were raised in households where it wasn't um it wasn't healthy where you could speak up, you could right. freely say how you felt without being put down or feeling less than. And that's that's very hard because sometimes when someone is trying to learn how to communicate and you're trying to communicate and then people don't validate your feelings or put you down, it makes you not want to communicate. And so in, in this story, it, it, it does make me extremely sad. And sometimes I do get some comments and actually a family member will say, but Kyler helps you so much. And uh, my partner does not do that. And I'm like, well, Kyler and I have communicated from the beginning. What is it that we want to accomplish? It's both of our children. We both went into this together Mm -hmm. and we're a partnership. And so where can we help each other out? And so the advice that I would give is, is, to have a conversation. Now, sometimes having those conversations is easier said than done because if you don't even know how to communicate, you're like, how do I even start to have this conversation? And then you feel so much anxiety. You feel so much resentment and the emotions are so high. And then sometimes, you know, if you're a crier, like you want to cry and then that makes up, that kind of messes up the Mm -hmm. conversation because now you're crying and you lost your train of thought. One of the things that we do in corporate America is a discussion planner. And I know that it might be silly, but sometimes people who do not know how to communicate or get out their feelings have to put pen to paper mm-hmm. and okay. say, what is it that I am trying to accomplish, My right? Especially, points. yes, especially if you're the type of person that you might cry That's or you me. don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Write down a piece of paper and say, what is it that I, what, what is the situation that I want to change or right. to speak about? And what are some things that I like and what are some things that I need to change and try to have that discussion. It might be silly for you to think like, oh, I'm going to show up with a piece of paper. But if that's what's going to help to have... Stay on topic. uh, Stay on topic, have a conversation where... Because sometimes you have a conversation, you're like crap, I totally forgot about that. Or my emotions mm-hmm. got the best of me and I really That's didn't even finish. You get so emotional yes. that you forget all the key points that are going on because then you're just feeling it. Exactly. Yeah. And so sometimes you're like, I didn't even get my point across because things were thrown in so much. And yeah. then they start to respond to you and you lose your train of thought yeah. or you get frustrated at their response. Yeah. That can be hard. So right, I think so. that's an important one. What's it called again? A discussion planner. A discussion planner. Yeah, so like kind of like therapy, kind mm-hmm. of was it? Yeah, I feel like that's a good one. I put a list together of things like you could do to mm-hmm. like, and, and don't quote me, like, <laughs> I just feel like 
the, having the conversation is really important, um, even if you think it's gonna be controversial. I think like some simple things to do before it gets too out of hand. And like, I know that I've done these and you guys probably have or you should do them. Um, to me, like one of the things that you could do is like to kind of break the ice is to try to sit down and delegate responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe he doesn't know, which sounds stupid, but maybe he doesn't know that you want help in these areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Delegate like one, two responsibilities like I need you to put the, her to bed, and even if it takes, you know, a couple times, you know, I need you to pick up after dinner. You have to learn how to do this. Yes. You do. And, and explaining I, it just like that, like, yeah. you have to learn how to do this. I and, and it sounds very morbid, but I have said to Mark before, if I die, can you take care of our kids? What vitamins do they get every day? When do they go to sleep? What is their nap schedule? Do yeah. they have allergies? Yeah. There's so many things that as a dad you also need to know because mm -hmm. he's relying on his wife always being there. And as we know, life is incredibly short and unpredictable. Right. And you could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're leaving your children with somebody who you can trust and that they trust. Yeah. So it's absolutely important that you have a conversation with absolutely. him completely. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you said the husband and wife. Obviously, for Kyler and I, we're both men. And mm -hmm. so we really don't have those traditional gender norms where it's like, oh, you're the mom, so you have to do X, Y, Z. No, we're both men. We're both the, the dads. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we kind of share the responsibility and we've kind of set what responsibilities both and I have, mm -hmm. right? But in a heterosexual couple, it might be a little bit different because of the gender norms to say a woman does this and a man does this, okay. right? But at the end of the day, the communication is gonna be the biggest important part because sometimes I even think about, in it, for example, in this story, the, the husband, I, I wonder if that's how probably how he was raised and that's yeah. kind of what he saw, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. if they don't know how to communicate. So it's, I always try to look at the person's intent. Right, so when I'm upset or anything, I try to say, what is the person's intentions? And so let's say, for example, Kyler is doing something and I say, is his intent to be harmful? Is it a bad intent? The answer is no, then it's like, okay, what is the root cause behind that like as that. to what I can determine? Because sometimes, like say for example, if the person's never taught how to communicate and then you're upset with your partner because they don't communicate, it's like, well, they really don't know how. Right. Right. Similar like with our children. If we don't teach our children how to communicate, they're not going to be able to communicate their feelings with us or tell us how they feel. Yeah. So we have to teach them. And sometimes, unfortunately, in our relationships, you might be in a relationship where you do know how to communicate very well and your partner does not. Yeah. And then it's like... Well, he doesn't give me what he needs. Well, because he doesn't really know how. It's He's never had that example, and he doesn't know how to communicate. So then you have to say, okay, let's get back to the strategy. Yeah. Is like, well, in order for me to really get what I need and to get a resolve, maybe we need to work on communication. Maybe we need to get on therapy so with it, we can get on the same point. Because sometimes what happens is if one person's really good at communicating and one is not, this person's gonna run circles around this person. Yeah. And this person is just gonna go left, and then this person is feeling like, he doesn't care about my feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, he doesn't know how to communicate them, so he might feel them, but he might not know how to communicate. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why like we keep saying that communication. Like even sometimes for me, it's like asking the question, like not instead of like delegating it out, like I'm struggling, what can you do to help me around mm -hmm. the house? Like yeah. what, what do you think that you can do to take off me? Mm -hmm. And then maybe they'll name something you didn't think of, you know? But I just feel like, that conversation's just gonna have to be at. It's so gonna hard. be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's gonna so. be hard, but it, you need it. Yes. And you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. These yeah. situations you within your partner, or within yes. your friendships, you have to get uncomfortable to say that this is exactly what's bothering me, and yes. we need to figure out a plan or a solution because this is not working it's only for me. Get worse. Yeah. Right? And 
In my personal opinion, if you bring your concern to a friendship or your partner, and it's important to you, that person, if they value your friendship or the relationship, they would put in the work and yeah. listen to you mm -hmm. to make sure that they make that change in order to happen. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, right? right? If your dynamic is completely different and you want them to switch, it's not going to happen overnight, right? We're creatures of habit and we are already that so to break a habit takes a long time and you yeah. have to put yeah. in the work but if it's important to that person to both of them or, or just you then you will put that work and you will see it come out mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Ooh, girl but that is i deep. wish i could hug you i know thank you for a sharing hug those, and a prayer i know you're you're not alone is what you're I'm not alone you. yeah. is that i think a lot of people are feeling that or they feel it's too late like well i've done everything for three years you know what mm -hmm. can i change now but you can you can. You so. you definitely can. I mean, any Maybe. situation can change. Nothing is permanent or this is how it has yeah. to be. Yeah. And maybe he needs to watch you put the baby down. Yes. Maybe he needs to Together. observe mm -hmm. so that he can see what are you doing different than what I was doing. Yeah. How how come it's so easy for you, but it's not for me? Well, let me Maybe show he's you. frustrated yeah. because yeah. he doesn't exactly. have, yeah, he may not means. have that maternal yes. instinct. So it could be that he's just so frustrated and he does. he's also embarrassed and doesn't yes. want to come to you and say, yeah. I don't feel like I can do this. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, you're just proud. so good at it, you might as well. Uh -huh. He could be very proudful to the say, thing, like, I feel like a failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then... Uh, I'm just going to put it off to her because I feel like a failure if I admit I yeah. don't know my children's nap mm -hmm. style or whatever mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. And so then they might be too proud to speak about that. But I would say, well, let's do it together. Let's, exactly. Let's yeah. show exactly. you how. And at that point, if he says no, there's. <laughs> this place is so pet friendly. There's like four different dogs here right now, and I'm going berserk I mean, I watching that, that little I break. He was gonna that's all came in. He is. He, but he literally came to your arms. Yeah. Was like, okay, he's good. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet, mama. We wish we could yes. hug you and you're not alone. The one thing yeah. I will say is hopefully she has a, a friend or someone yeah. close. Because sometimes yes. with difficult conversations yes. and you know it's going to get intense, hopefully you have that friend that you can call and say, Cindy Page, girl, I'm about to tell Daddy Kyler something, and yeah. it is intense, <laughs> yeah. and I know it's going to be a lot, and yeah. can we just kind of role play or just talk about it a little, help me gather my feelings, so that way when I go into this, I'm yeah. a little bit more, uh, I have a, if you have a thing, you have a direct path of how to get to that conversation, or yes. if you've role played, you at least have a little bit of the scenario of, to kind of stay on topic, to help yeah. you make sure that you don't yeah. Lose your train of thought and not get across what you want to get across. This is mm. super dystopian, but I did this a couple weeks ago because I was going to have to deal with somebody in my life who's very narcissistic. And uh, this is so cringy to say. I went on Chad GPT and I called it, this is the scenario, <laughs> this is who you are, and this is how you respond. And at first it wouldn't, it was like, I can't act like a narcissist and gaslight you. Like that goes against what I'm telling. Like, I finally was like, this will help me in dealing with the actual narcissist in my life if you play this role. And so I sat on my couch and I talked to Chad GPT for 15 minutes and it was the most narcissistic gaslighting thing in the world. And it like helped you. Helped you. So what the cool thing that like this is so dystopian. I'm like having an out-of-body experience. There were certain points in the conversation where I would get like stuck. Like, mm -hmm. he's a good narcissist. He's great. And but what you can do is I was like, okay. Here's what I want to happen. How can I best accomplish yes. this? Like, ChatGPT is like, well, you know, narcissists will continue to dig down. And I'm, for the sake of this, I'm not saying your husband's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that there's a saying that I go by. It's never attributed to malice. It's best attributed to ignorance. Um, it's possible he just doesn't know. It's possible he's prideful. Mm -hmm. But you can, you know, paint this picture of pretend you're a working husband and blah blah blah. And it's like he, he kind of he gave me a lot of answers. It's like 
they will continue to circle around in this circumstance and dig in their position. You should stop engaging. The best thing you can do right. is assert your boundaries, and that will probably result in this person coming off balance, and then you can fully disengage. And that's exactly what happened. It was like to a T, the blueprint, the chat GPT, and that like happened in this conversation, and I held my ground, and I stood in the boundaries, and I was like, look, this conversation is not productive. Uh, I'm, I'm done. We can have this conversation when you want to be, you know, an actual participant. So, um, yeah, there, definitely have a friend. Have somebody you can talk to. Yeah. Back up. Practice. Don't be afraid to go through it in your head. Like, mm -hmm. and Girl, message me. Yeah. yeah, message us, yeah. baby. We you will see, help they you. got heated. Go ahead and message her. Oh, my God. That <laughs> pisses me off. That makes uh, me so But thank you for sharing because I know it's hard to, yeah. like, come to that, that like, is. realization. Like, so brave. That's yeah. That yeah. takes a lot to I know. share. Yeah. It feels so long. I was just like, for her to share that way, I'm like, man, no. We got to talk about it. Yeah, that's wild. Yes. So right. sorry, and baby. Communication. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Don't y'all love having Jay here? I do. I do. It's nice to hear. Mm. He changes it up a minute because he's like, well, we're two dads, and mm. I just love it. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this was fun today. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that story, and this was really great. I love everybody's perspective. So, way in below, if you guys have anything you would like to add, if you want to yellow Ben, go ahead and do so. If you're upset at me, please <laughs> chime in so that I can bring clarity and apologize. <laughs> But remember, we drop episodes every Tuesday. Every Tuesday on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And then follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Please. And until next time, keep those giggles going. And the love flowing. And as usual. Mom knows best. Or at least she's trying her best. Please.